changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I'm pleased to bring back Dr. Mike Dow for his fourth appearance on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. What I love about Mike is his practical approach to psychology and the advice that he gives us that is so very doable. So welcome back, Dr. Mike. Hi there, Amy. Thanks for having me back. So Mike is a highly sought-after psychotherapist, and he's the New York Times bestselling author of The Brain Fog Fix and Diet Rehab. He has hosted several hit television series. He is America's go-to expert on relationships, brain health, addiction, mental illness. He can be heard on Hay House Radio's The Dr. Mike Show. And his latest book has just come out. It's already a media sensation. It's called Heal Your Drained Brain, Naturally Relieve Anxiety, Combat Insomnia, and Balance Your Brain in Just 14 Days. He is a regular on Dr. Oz. He's a regular on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Wendy Williams, Rachel Ray, Nightline, Fox and Friends. He holds an MS degree and a doctorate in psychology. He's registered with the California Board of Psychology and the California Board of Behavioral Sciences, and he still sees patients privately in addition to doing all of the work that he does for America by appearing on all of these television shows. So, Mike, first, let's talk about your new book, because I think that our listeners would love to hear about the book and also what happens when you publish a book and how do you put together one of these PR tours and what are you actually doing? Like, what have you done in the last couple of weeks to publicize your new book? Yeah, it's so interesting when there's something that you've been working uh, on uh, and it's been a passion project and you've been putting together this book for a year, then it comes time to actually go out and talk about this book. So, of course, I get to talk to friends like you. And uh, I know a lot of uh, your listeners have already seen the episodes uh, all about Heal Your Drained Brain on Rachel Ray. Uh, and I got to see two women who followed my the 14-day program in the book. Uh, on Dr. Oz. And, you know, side benefit, one of the women who followed the 14-day program, not only is she a lot less anxious and a lot less stressed, um, but she also lost 10 pounds uh, because a lot of the foods that I recommend for anxiety and stress relief also, side note, help you to lose weight. Uh, and they sell me on the doctors. Um, and so, of course, of course, it's a little bit stressful, crisscrossing the country, doing all these shows, doing all these interviews for, you know, men's health and, and all these fantastic uh, websites. Uh, so, you know, I guess case in point, I, I'm the, I'm the ultimate, uh, study, uh, because I use a lot of these natural practices to heal my drained brain. Um, uh, I've been to New York, you know, this past month to New York and back, uh, three or four times. I, and that, you know, it's not an easy flight sometimes with the jet lag. And I, you know, I miss my two rescue dogs waiting for me at home. But, you know, this book is really important to me, Amy, because I believe uh, I, I know so many of your readers know that they have the answers uh, inside of them. And it's sometimes just a matter of a, a mindset shift or a little bit of information that helps you to see things in a new light, which is why Chicken Soup for the Soul st stories are so incredible. And, you know, my book, Heal Your Drained Brain, talks about all the natural ways uh, for people to relieve that anxiety, that stress, heal insomnia uh, without medication and looking at all, all of the clinically effective ways to do so, uh, which is why I think the book has been so popular and people are just loving it. Um, and I really do think that it helps to improve 
improve people's lives. So I'm, I'm just really excited about it. So give us three tips for healing insomnia because a lot of us have that problem, at least occasionally. Yeah, so one of the, one of the top tips, uh, I have a whole chapter, uh, which, by the way, the American College of Physicians has recommended um, as the first line of treatment as opposed to medication for insomnia. So the chapter is CBTI, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia. It's a very specific protocol, Amy. So uh, there, there's some math you have to do. You have to calculate your sleep um, efficiency. You have to uh, calculate how long you're spending in bed. You know, of the eight hours you spend in bed, uh, how long are you actually sleeping? Um, and then you use uh, a tip uh, called sleep ex- uh, compression and expansion to sort of reset your circadian rhythms and sleep naturally. So three really simple tips. Uh, I'll, I'll let people read the chapter, but here are three simple tips that they can use today. Uh, the first would be to keep your bedtime and wake time stable. Uh, so a lot of people don't do that on the weekends. And what you're doing, imagine if, if you're waking up at 6 a.m. on uh, Monday through Friday, and then you're waking up at 10 a.m. Uh, on Saturdays, it's sort of like uh, your brain is going to London every weekend and then coming back. You know, it's sort of this social jet lag. Uh, so if you can keep those bedtimes stable, I tell people to look at their week and if you're somebody, for example, who does like to sleep in on the weekend, uh, but you're going to the gym before work, but you just can't give up that weekend uh, sleeping in, that's fine. But then maybe you want to split the difference and let's say wake up at 8 a.m., maybe not go to the gym before work, maybe go to the gym over your lunch hour or after work so that you can keep that bedtime stable throughout the week. Uh, the second tip would be to eat what I call your Sleep soundly omega-3. So I talk about uh, the two usable forms of omega-3s in the book, EPA and DHA. Uh, High levels of DHA, uh, I call EPA your stress-less omega-3, DHA your sleep soundly omega-3. So if you're getting a lot of these uh, omega-3 superfoods, if you're eating a lot of wild salmon, if you're eating a lot of uh, these clean, uh, wonderful forms of omega-3s or supplementing, uh, we know that that has been shown to improve sleep. And the third is to use your thermostat. One of the best ways uh, to cool yourself down, uh, you can either, uh, number one, turn down your thermostat three degrees one hour before bedtime, because remember, your body will naturally start to cool down. Uh, your body temperature reaches its coolest point when you're going to bed, and, and then it starts to warm up in the morning. And you can sort of manipulate this process by either turning uh, the temperature down a few degrees or by taking a warm shower, uh, because when you get out of that warm shower, your body temperature will cool as you dry off. That temperature plummet helps uh, to sort of uh, facilitate the onset of sleep. So three simple ways uh, you can uh, heal insomnia without drugs naturally. And I think it's something that so many people are are needing uh, more of these days. That is Really great. I love that idea about turning down the thermostat an hour before you're going to go to bed because I do feel like even though I hate it being cold, I've recently adopted keeping it cold as a strategy that really works for helping me to sleep through the night. So those are great tips. We've been talking about finding love this week on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast and Valentine's Day has just passed and this can make a lot of people sad either because they don't have someone special in their lives right now or because their relationship needs to be freshened up a little. So Mike, help us if we've just been through Valentine's Day and we're not 100% satisfied. Maybe we don't currently have love in our lives. Give us some tips for how to handle 
Valentine's week when we don't have a relationship? Yeah, well, you know, first, I, I believe that relationships are powerful. But if you don't have that romantic relationship of your dreams yet and Valentine's Day has left you feeling a little blue, uh, here are some tips. Uh, you know, I, I really do believe that there are so many relationships that, that help to soothe us. In fact, uh, in research, we know that having a significant other or uh, having a pet uh, are both ways to sort of uh, heal, uh, drain brains, boost feel-good uh, hormones and neurotransmitters. So, you know, it's all about focusing on what you do have in your life. So if you're somebody who maybe this Valentine's Day, there wasn't that special somebody, uh, but maybe you can look at all the love that you do have. So again, focusing on those friendships, those family relationships, uh, maybe the, your pet who keeps you, uh, uh, keeps, uh, keeps you warm on your lap while you're watching that romantic comedy uh, by yourself this past, uh, this past Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, that's okay. And just remember that you already have love. I think it's an important place to, that's an important place to start because people can then uh, sort of become a little bit more optimistic because, you know, what happens, that negativity, that cognitive behavioral therapy is so good at uh, sort of challenging and getting rid of negativity really uh, sort of snowballs. It starts with a thought and then it becomes your belief. And then that belief becomes your action. So if we can just start with this looking for what I already do have, it can shift pessimism into optimism. I think the second step is to then love yourself and, and really look at yourself and ask yourself, how can I be kinder to myself? You know, Amy, I think so many of us would never, ever say something uh, to a close friend like we do to ourselves. I think we are a lot harder on ourselves than we are on others. And if that's you, if you say things to yourself in your head like, oh, I look so terrible. I look, I look so old. Who's going to love me? We, if, the barometer I always use, the test to loving yourself, if you wouldn't say that to a friend or a colleague, why would you say that to yourself? Don't we want to be kinder to ourselves? So uh, sort of uh, along the same lines as that first tip where you're looking at what is right, I want you to look and find what you do like about yourself, not what you don't like. What are your strengths? In fact, right now in your mind, I invite you, any listener, any of your listeners right here and now, go back in your life and look at two of the things that you have achieved that you are proud of. Uh, if you are a great mother, if you are great at what you do, if you volunteer, that love, that compassion, your mothering skills, all of that is why somebody is going to love you. So I want you to just remember all of the things that make you who you are. And then I think the third tip, if you uh, need a little help this day, I always say to you that there is a lid to every pot. And it's up to you to go find that person. So here's where the behavior uh, comes into play. So CBT, we start with the thoughts, which we just did, and then we move to behavior. If you are going to look for that pot, uh, I know there's one way where it's guaranteed not to happen, and that is sitting on the couch every night by yourself. So if 2018 is the year for love and you want love, it's time to put yourself out there. It's time to say yes to dinner invitations, party invitations. You just never know where you will meet that special somebody. But we, there's one way guaranteed uh, to work to prevent yourself from meeting that special somebody, and that is to isolate yourself on the couch. So if you are looking for the lid to your pot, uh, just remember to say yes to as many things as you can and put yourself out there so that you can find that special somebody. 
those are great tips. You need to examine your life and recognize how much love you already have in your life. You need to treat yourself as well as you would treat a friend in terms of evaluating yourself. You need to get out there and meet people and open yourself up to the possibility of having a relationship with somebody by actually meeting new people. Now, what if you have love in your life, but you want to keep it fresh and growing and fun? Let's talk about three tips for keeping it alive and growing. So I would say, you know, when I'm doing couples therapy, um, I help uh, husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends to focus on what they do want not on what they don't want. And listen, it's human nature. If somebody is doing something that is driving us crazy, if, you're, if your husband always comes home and he uh, is a little bit, uh, let's say he's a little bit messier than you are, and you always focus on that, of course your brain's going to go to that first. Uh, but we also, in order to create behavioral change, the best way to do that, I'm going to give you a specific tip here, is to use positive, specific behavioral change requests. So uh, when he comes home and he throws his bag on the living floor and you say, oh, you're so messy, that creates in him uh, actually resistance. But when you say something like, John, would you place this in the laundry room? Because uh, when I, I am just feeling so overwhelmed these days and it's just that one thing that would help me so much, would you do that for me? And you just see how little switches like that and, and taking the negative, turning them into positive and making them very specific, you know, male brains, especially like specificity. So if you can say, would you be willing to empty the dishwasher on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays for me when those on my busy work days, would you be willing to do that for me? Yes. As opposed to the resentment that builds up when he's not doing anything for me. Right. Or something like that. Um, so that's one tip. The second is two. Uh, when you feel it, say it. So, you know, it's, uh, we, that was just the, when your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife is driving you crazy. Now let's talk about how to really make the relationship better and deeper. The second thing that you can do is when you feel something, say it. So if there is that moment where you're feeling connected, safe, positive, it's so important to let our partners know that that is incredible healing for us. Uh, it sort of creates that ratio that we know it's, it's effective for children uh, in shaping their behavior. We want uh, rewards to outnumber punishments, but that same ratio is important in our romantic relationships. We want there to be more positive than negative. It's like making a deposit into a checking account so that when you need to make a withdrawal, you have that balance to draw from. And every time you give your partner a compliment, say something positive, uh, you're creating that, that balance so that when you do need to say something, remember, positive and specific, to change behavior, uh, there's sort of some padding there. And then the third is to figure out, you know, and this is uh, from, from research and from studies, figure out what your rescue attempt is. So we've all been in that situation where somebody has said something and, oh, it's just Uh, It just hit you the wrong way. It's getting under your nerves. You're starting to feel angry. Your blood is boiling. How do you switch? Uh, Is it a little bit of touch? Uh, Is it a smile? Is it humor? A lot of couples will use humor to sort of recover. Uh, And uh, researchers have really studied this in couples. And couples who have a healthy, what we call in research, these rescue attempts, 
um, are able to get through the bumps in the road because they can change, you know, they sort of take the, that negative energy that you can feel um, in, in, in a relationship when that energy is just gone. Maybe you're having a dinner party and your partner has said something and it just it sort of hit you in the wrong way or there's something really sensitive there, you know, get to know your, your significant other, give him or her a touch or use a little humor or you know, find the rescue attempts uh, that work for the two of you. It, it really has been shown to work and to make marriages last longer, by the way. All right. So tip one was to actually say what you want, which I know people who are in relationships with men have to learn how to do that because men will not just intuit what you want. You have to specifically <laughs> tell the male brain what you want. Two is to... Make compliment sandwiches, right? Make lots of compliments. Slide slide the (laughs) plates in among the positives so that overall you've come out way on the positive side. And three is to have some kind of rescue strategy, maybe humor to turn around those occasional difficult or uncomfortable moments. So thank you. These are great tips for finding love in this Valentine's week or keeping love alive and fresh because Valentine's Day has just passed. We were going to talk about our new book, but I think we're going to save that for our next episode. Dr. Mike Dow and I are making a book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think, Act, and Be Happy, which is a fabulous book, which is going to combine chicken soup for the soul stories with Dr. Mike Dow's amazing advice that's based on cognitive behavioral therapy, which is my favorite kind of therapy because it's actually very practical and doable. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thanks for having me. And you can learn more about Mike at drmikedow.com. That's drmikedow.com. You can find his new book, Heal Your Drained Brain, wherever books are sold. It's filled with amazingly easy to use advice. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back Monday to talk about brains some more. We're going to talk about dementia, which ends up affecting almost every family. And I'm going to share some great advice to help you keep your cool when dementia becomes a reality in your own family. 